Hello everyone, welcome back to the SBK Betting Podcast. I've had my weekend of, of sun and I've returned to the sun. I'm actually uh, coming live from Deauville, the source of all the best two-year-olds, uh, apparently according to last week's Phoenix Stakes winner and also the likes of Paddington. So I'm looking forward to seeing what I'm going to get stuck into this weekend. And obviously that's the group one pre-morning. Um, but uh, Ross, TC and I uh, are going to be getting uh, stuck into more group action, but in England, and that's the Hunkerford Stakes at Newbury and um, for the um, sort of slightly elder generation of horses, three-year-olds and olders who like to tackle that seven furlong trip and uh, well it's always a bit of a much of a muchness this uh, group. I think Sacred has shown that she's the one that can really throw it up against uh, the opposite sex but she's not in this field. It's a bit of a disappointment but um, Ross I'll come to you first. Um, it's probably the sort of precursor to York. We're obviously building up to the Ebor Festival next week and we'll have a special podcast for that. But what do you feel about this renewal? We've got obviously last year's winner Jumbi, we've got Chindit, but overall they're not a not a massively strong group of seven furlong horses. I was disappointed to see Sacred not not make this. I mean, not in the least that she is a seven furlong specialist and, and chances for, for her are few and far between over this over this trip but she's she's not here and that is what it is i thought that meant that chinda and jumbi were probably the, the two most obvious uh, candidates but they're both short enough in the betting and they both just to me uh, failed to impress on a, on a couple of occasions um Chindi is just very in and out and i was pretty disappointed with his effort last time having run really well uh, on seasonal reappearance at this track but i think he's gone backwards since then to be honest um he might be better off getting back on a on a straight track, and this is definitely easier than last time. Um, and he and he is joint top rated, but just the fact that he's got a sort of patchy profile is enough to put me off. I'm prepared to to chance horses that are a bit in and out when the price is is a generous price, but not when they're they're short like him. And likewise with Jumbi, um, he was second in a weaker race last time. I thought he should have should have had the winning of that. Um, Albeit, you could perhaps argue that the yard were out of form at that occasion, and, and they're now bang back in form, 24% strike rate. Um, but he's not particularly favoured by the weights. It does officially have he does officially have four pound uh, to find, and I would argue that he's pretty exposed, really, and it's perhaps hard to fathom where that four pound might come from. So. As a result, I'm prepared to take a, a bit of a chance on one, but at a bigger price, and that's the Charlie Fellows trained Marban. It was really impressive at Goodwood as a two-year-old last year winning the vintage stakes, uh, given a typical patient Jamie Spencer ride and finished with really good effect there um, to win a, a decent contest. Was then quite highly tried in the in the Vincent O'Brien uh, golf stakes um, and, and that was just a bit beyond him really and it was on soft ground which I don't think suited him uh, and he then went to the Dewhurst and, um, and didn't really impress there but he was uh, positioned fairly far back and uh, that was a race, if you remember, where uh, Charlene and the like were positioned fairly prominently, and, and that's where it paid to be. So I think you can give him an excuse there, albeit he's probably not quite that good. But this is only a, a Group 3. Um, and I thought he took a step right back in the in, in the right direction last time at Goodwood, um, finishing third on soft ground, which I don't think suited him. Um, but he, he, he finished powerfully, and he raced much, much more uh, sweetly, was, was, was bang there. That, I think, was a tougher race than this. And I think now they've got their head around the fact that he's not a six furlong horse, which I think is what they were trying to turn him into at the at the start of the year. I think they probably had a, 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 a large idea to go to the Commonwealth Cup. 
Um, I just thought, uh, getting the weight, he comes out joint top rated, um, getting his £5 allowance from Chindit. Um, I think this is, is his best chance of the season so far. Jamie Spencer suits him well. Nice open trap. There should be no hard luck stories. Um, and at a decent price, he was the one for me against two you know, obvious horses that if they won, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I, Marban's got a, an intriguing profile. It's always difficult for these three-year-olds sort of trying to work out their their position. But that wait wait for ages is very important. I'd say drying ground is probably be key for him as well. Um, Marban, I found it difficult to sort of find a reason not to not to um, go go in for him at, at more of an each way price. Um, and, and, and in actual fact, I quite like New Endeavour, another three year old coming back in trip. Um, and last seen sort of outclassed by Nostrum, but I just think over this seven furlongs, he he could be a he could be a horse at a, at a good price around the fourteen to one mark. And Marban uh, for Ross is is eight is eight to one um, at the moment as well. Um, definitely an open re- renewal. Um, as we say, Jumbies in here, uh, last year's winner. He's not had a bad season. Um, it's a horse that I liked earlier on in the season as well. Definitely t- tipped him and. I just don't know. I think he can throw in a spanner. He very slow away and was lucky that the race just sort of slowed down in front of him to be able to get back into it. Might not find it as easy this year. TC, how do you read the race? Yeah, it's a really interesting race. I'm gutted, though, that Sacred hasn't been declared. Uh, I fancied her to win this on the back of a fantastic performance at Royal Ascot in the Queen Elizabeth II Jubilee Stakes. She won this race two years ago and she would have been the leading player as she was trying to regather her crown. But there's another horse in here trying to keep his crown and that's Jumby who won this race 12 months ago now last time out at Newmarket I thought he was on the wrong part of the track in the Criterion when he finished second behind a horse called Audience trained by John and Thady Gosden it was a good enough effort and that was on the back of a previous victory so Jumby's definitely uh, coming back into form as well he has a great record at this trip uh, I, I think Jumby's the horse to beat and that sounds like I'm completely writing off Chindit he's obviously rated 115 he's a very good horse in his own right but I think Chindit's the type to catch right at the start of the season. He's got a phenomenal record, fresh. That doesn't mean he often deteriorates throughout the year. His RPRs generally stay the same, or he actually improves sometimes. But Chindit only seems to win first time up, and he's not first time up in here. So I'll take Jumbi. Well, I feel like both of you have put Chindit past you. Chindit, a horse that is not easy to get right and obviously completely agree and appreciate what um, both TC and Ross have said about this horse and it's quite surprising really to find him at the top of the betting for a race like this because normally he's around about you know 10 to 1 bigger prices he was 22 to 1 when he was runner up in the lockinge that was a group one that was by far a career best for him and we'll never forget when modern when modern games went past him and he tried a bitter a chunk out of william buick's um hand and it i really liked the quite aggressive riding style that um, Pat Dobbs gave him that day. And I think he's just changed up the way that he's elected to ride him. He's just made more use of him, shoot from the hip out in front. I think the way that he rode him last year in this race, he just got a little bit too much cover and just being a little bit more positive has, has done him the world of good. And yes, there's the school of thought that he can only run a good race at the beginning of the season. Then he sort of, he slips a bit in form, but I don't I don't think so. I think you can forgive him for his last run where he was beaten by triple time in the in the Queen Anne. But the ground went against him on the morning. He's a horse that wants it pretty quick. The drying ground, the hot weather will 
definitely be in his favour. And I think this horse, if he can return to the form that he showed when he was second in the lockinge, he will take all the beating. So I'm very happy um, to stick with Chindit. Um, but um, an open renewal, and that's reflected in our selections. Chindit for me, um, Jumbi for TC, and uh, Marband uh, for, for Ross for the Hungerford Stakes. Um, and that's on a day, a busy day at Newbury. There's racing at Newmarket as well. Um, I um, and in search for a nap and an next best coming from you all. So we'll start with UTC. Yeah, my nap is going to be an unexposed type in the form of Greek Order, who runs in the 1995 handicap that ends the Newbury card at 5.15pm. Now, this sign of Kingman is bred to be exceptionally good. And he ran eye-catching the well on two starts last year and his first run back this season. Now, on debut last year, he was sent off six to four favourite, which is unheard of from a horse from uh, these connections. And he finished a very good third behind two horses who are now rated 95 and 93, an exceptional run in hindsight. Second time up, he went to Newmarket, again sent off a reasonably short price, but bumped into a Godolphin-owned runner who was subsequently rated 96, but unfortunately sustained a fatal injury early in his three-year-old campaign. Greek Order then had a long layoff over the winter, came back and made a huge mid-race move uh, on his comeback effort, but again, couldn't sustain the run and finished third. But the two horses that beat him, 95 and 95, every evidence so far from those first three races suggests that Greek Order is a 90-rated performer. And despite the fact he actually won last time, when I was all over him at Sandown, the handicap has left him on a mark of 85. So I think he's got a fantastic chance uh, of backing up and winning for the second time in the Newbury closing race at 5.15. And the next best is a horse called Classic, who's going to be a bit of a price, around 12 to 1, in fact. Now, this is a seven furlong handicap. It's a 3 p.m. And that is everything that Classic wants. Newbury as well. We know Richard Hannon and Julie Wood's record at this venue. Now, this Dubawi cult has always been held in the highest regard by trainer Richard Hannon. Second time up last year, he finished runner-up to a horse called The Foxes, who is now rated 113. And he was only beaten a neck on that occasion. Then Richard Hannon found an easier opportunity for Classic, and he duly got off the mark at the third time of asking. After which, Hannon said, and I quote, it wouldn't surprise me if we see him turn out at the top level. Now, unfortunately, his career hasn't panned out as connections would have hoped in the interim. But he took a big step back in the right direction last time at Sandown when he beat a horse called Novus, who has subsequently gone to Glorious Goodwood, ran twice in the space of a week and actually won at the second time of asking off his unchanged mark of 86. Classic has only been raised £2 since that victory over Novus at Sandown. And I think he's well treated to back up in the 3pm. Good stuff. And I was surprised he got in there, um, got a, uh, a horse that um, Ross knows quite well. And Ross, I was interested to know whether um, you were quite interested in, in, in the reappearance of Classic. Is he included in your Napa Next Best? Yeah, it's amazing, Jess, isn't it? Even on the other side of the world, TC's managed to access my my notes. Um, yeah, I echo what, what TC said, really. I thought that um, run at Sandown last time, finally started to show what I think the Hannans have certainly thought of him and certainly what he showed in glimpses last year particularly on that run behind the Foxes he's only up two pound um, this track I think can can suit him even better plenty of room to to work um, and he just strikes me as the sort of horse that now he's got his head in front um, he could just be quite progressive and, and, and might just continue to take steps forward so yeah the nap is in the three o'clock uh, at Newbury and it is classic so hopefully it's a a TC and Ross uh, double job. Um, and then the next best, 
I tried after the scowls I've got the last couple of weeks putting up a couple of jumps horses. I tried really hard to find one. Yeah. I had one that wasn't declared, so I have, I'm afraid, gone back to the jumps. Uh, but it's at Perth, which is a you know a proper summer track. So I think you can forgive me that. Um, and the next best uh, comes in the 2:45 at Perth. It's the Fergal O'Brien trained Silver Sheen who was a really decent uh, hurdler over trips of two and a half miles, three miles for Jessica Harrington, was actually sent off a fairly short price for the Per Temps final at Cheltenham a couple of seasons back. He's been regressive for her and has moved to Fergal O'Brien. He's shaped quite well in two runs over, over fences. Um, both times under Paddy, Bren, uh, Paddy Brennan has, has been given quite forceful rides, and I think he's perhaps not enjoyed that. He's got to the front and, and looked to idle. Um, now gets Liam Harrison on board, who... I mean, Fergal O'Brien's got plenty of, of good jockeys. Connor Brace in there, obviously, the experience of Paddy Brennan. But for me, Liam Harrison is, is right up there. I love how he rides. I think he's very intelligent, gets horses to relax. I just wonder whether he'll give this horse a slightly cooler ride. Um, he's back off the same mark. He was second out of Worcester and Utoxeter. He's jumped well. Um, I think this track will suit him nicely. He'll like this better ground. Um, so Silver Sheen is the next best in the 2.45 from Perth. Okay, so a bit of classic Silver Sheen. That's all that you need to know um, from Ross's Napa Next Best for um, this weekend. Thanks for that. Um, well, I've, I'm surprised. I'd like to get your thoughts, Ross, very quickly on the pre-morning because it is the hottest juvenile contest we've seen all year. We're really pleased. I say, our city of Troy, these are the best of the bunch. So before I maybe select mine, what, what do you think about the race? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I don't have a great handle on, on Ramatel, that the French juvenile form is not something I really get stuck into. So um, I'm a big fan of River Tiber. He was definitely tempting me uh, to join you um, with uh, being keen on him. But I just the, the word about this French filly is that she's very impressive. I actually wrote this week that I, I think River Tiber is definitely going to be better over further. He just worries me that we might not get to see him over further because they have got a real plethora of, of talented mile-plus horses, City of Troy, Diego Velasquez uh, and Henry Longfellow. Um, the softer ground might just draw out the stamina of um, River Tiber and that might just get the job done. I think he's really talented, but I just wonder whether he's going to be an out-and-out -out quick six furlong horse, um, but I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, and just to add a bit of more uh, meat on the bones there, it's a red hot pre morning in Dover on Sunday, um, and it, it is the group one for two year olds. And we've been spoiled by the quality of juveniles from a range of yards and also countries. France over this leading filly, uh, Ramaturle, um, by Justify. Um, she's up against the Coventry winner, River Tiber, as well as the Norfolk winner, Valiant Force. The July stakes hero just saw an elite status who was um, uh, placed in the, the, the Norfolk and was a Group 3 winner over course and distance in Deauville in July. So it is, it's a big race to have, um, you know, a plenty of interest in. I just think River Tiber's win in the Coventry is the hottest form in the country. And with Aino Bryan two-year-olds being his best crop he's had in a long while, I, I just have confidence he can give his sire, Wooten Bassett, his second Group 1 in a week following Buccaneer. Bacanero Fertes win in the Phoenix Stakes um, at the Cara last Saturday. Um, it will be 
you know, it's normally got a bit of juice in the ground here at Dover. I think it's going to be interesting to see the draws and um, how they elect to ride it. We saw with Inspiro and Frankie how he managed to manoeuvre out of a, of a very difficult draw and, and win that race. And you've got to be a pretty streetwise two-year-old. And I think this is what River Tiber is. So very much looking forward to it. He's my nap on Sunday. Um, and then I'm in agreement with TC with Greek Order a horse that um, runs at Sandown in that, in that final race, the three-hour only, only race. I'm not going to repeat what, what TC said, but look, he stepped up to one mile for the first time in handicap company at Sandown in May, um, broke his maiden tag. I thought he looked quite well handicapped in the process, but just reading between the lines and the horses he's got to go up against. He beat a good yardstick in the shape of Dancing Ray and Dancing in Paris, um, who was subsequently being placed in two very competitive handicaps, including at Glorious Goodwood and then also in a in a racing league uh, race at Chepstow. Um, but at Glorious Goodwood, he got the beating of Intricacy, who is in this field, Intricacy, at Newbury. Um, but uh, he has got four pounds to give Greek order. So really on a form line with uh, Dancing in Paris, he's already got the beating of, of that horse. Um, and although he's got the five pound rise, he's still pretty well handicapped, I think, off 85. Um, they've given him a good break. I think Harry and Roger Charlton have been very careful about sort of getting their horses in the right races and and not over racing them at all. Um, he could be a horse um, for a further, further afield, not just this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the two-year-olds on Sunday, definitely. I'm looking to see what fireworks go off in Deauville, as I've heard that both Sheikh Mohammed and Mr. John Magnia are here this weekend um, to make sure that they flash the cash in what is essentially the hottest place to buy um, a yearling at present. So I'll hopefully be able to report back about what um, excitements we uncover here. Um, but importantly, we will be recording a York Ebor special on Tuesday morning. So make sure you keep an eye and an ear out on your podcast feeds, your YouTube feeds for that as it will come out hot, ready for you on Tuesday afternoon. Looking forward to that racing. Um, it's a proper midsummer treat as always. Um, so we'll be getting our homework done I promise, while enjoying Deauville's um, for me. And I think Ross in his uh, horse box somewhere in France and obviously TC um, out in his air-conditioned hotel room in Saudi Arabia. Um, but for now, a reminder that all new SBK users get £30 of free bets when they sign up and bet £10 for the first time. Great to have you, as always. Enjoy this weekend and we'll see you next week. 